Hubhopper Originals. To start your podcast for free, log on to studio.hubhopper.com. I did get all sorts of reactions. Um, I feel like my parents thought I was going through a little bit of a phase, and they should just like back off and let me be. You know, the number one thing I got. So, अभी घर पे बैठेगी. So you know, I, and in the beginning, I actually had to kind of navigate around that question and go like. No, no. I go out. I go for meetings. I go to the coffee shop to work or to meet people or to write. But then after a point, I'm like, none of your fucking business, yeah. I'm not coming to your house. Hi everyone! Welcome to the eighth episode of the Podlist. I'm Sasha Pillai, your host on this show. In the last episode, we podlisted off script with Salil, where he spoke to us about the ever-prevalent outsider debate of our Indian film industry, stardom versus sheer talent, and so much more. So, in case you missed it, make sure to tune in on any of your podcast listening apps. Okay, so I gotta ask: Don't we all admire people who are brave enough to do their own thing? and eventually because they never gave up end up doing pretty great at what they set out to do in the first place well i know i tend to digress but this is in one of those times today's guest did all that and more she followed her gut chased her dreams she's brutally honest and as real as it gets that's right pod listed this week is real talk by smriti natani an almost unedited podcast show by staying true to her brand she leaves no stone unturned to keep it real so in today's episode we chat with smriti about what it means to be a writer content creator blogging in today's day and age and all that comes with keeping it real especially on the internet so let's get to it Smriti, let's just start right from the beginning. You know, tell us how the inception of your brand, Real Girl, came to be. So I'll be super honest because that's kind of on brand for me. I'm a little older, right? And when we were, um, you know, younger, digital was not a thing yet. And if you were a creative person, like your whole life, then you just had two, three options. So you know, I just knew that I ha- I wanted to study mass media, and I did my bachelor's in mass media from Jaihind, and I got drawn to advertising. and that's when i thought that you know what let me try copywriting i think that's the space for me but when i did i mean i enjoyed it in the beginning but then digital was booming and you know in my heart there was this whisper like come on like people are doing cool stuff now outside of the agency structure and you know all of that so let's try this let's try this let's give it a shot and just on a whim i swear to you i quit my job now at that time of course bloggers were already around but now here's where my piece comes in Blogging at that point was very unidimensional, and I'm not trying to throw shade, but I'm genuinely telling you how it was back then. It was like I'm a rich kid who travels, um, you know, abroad, and I have the bags and the shoes, and I can show that. And I was like, I don't fit in. I kept repeating this to myself, like, Hey, I'm just a real girl. I I don't fit into this blogger world or this influencer world. Um, but yeah. So initially, I did not start my blog. It was just an idea in my head for the longest time. Instead, I started writing for di- different digital publications, and then I realized one minute, I obviously am loving this work and I'm getting this work right. People are also reaching out to me and saying, uh, you know, come write for our publication. So why don't I have my own platform? You know. So after a short stint with Popexo as a senior lifestyle writer, 
I was like, no, I need my own platform. So that's when I launched Real Girl. And I just wanted it to be this space where we talk about the real shit, yeah. It doesn't mean that I don't care about, you know, fashion and makeup. And I care about it as much as the next girl. But I also damn it care that I'm so financially unstable. I'm so confused about what mutual funds are or you know talking about the real shit that matters and I was like you know I had a little bit of that inkling that listen if if big blogs and big brands can hire me as a writer to be their voice why can't I do this for myself you know so that's actually how my brand was born and you know what I really like is everyone speaks about chasing your dreams and following your passion. But yeah. no one quite gives us a real account of what that might look like. Tell us what that really was like, right? Going from a corporate setup to doing your own thing. What was that actually like? So um, initially, it was very exciting because I felt like I'm free now and I can conquer the world and I can, you know, wake up at whatever time I want. But let me tell you, that kind of gets stale soon. Uh, because you know I know it takes time to build your brand where you're again at that place where your day is filled with people and meetings and you know things like strategy and things like that so it definitely was its own journey but I'll I'll be honest I don't know I have this strong inner voice and I'm a lot about you know listening to your gut and I had a strong gut feeling that those were the years that I needed to put in no matter how uncomfortable it felt to build my brand. And also on the personal note, you know, everything was changing. I had just gotten married. Um, you know, my husband was kind of like my partner to discuss everything with. So I just took it in my stride. But yeah, very fair for you to bring this up because people do not talk about that journey. And I'd also like to add that on the monetary front, um, this is a weird thing to say, but it helped that I wasn't making that much in advertising that it felt like I'm giving up this huge, um, yeah, it wasn't missing it um, in that sense. Also, I was already writing for websites and all. So I didn't go from such a huge amount to such a small amount. It, it wasn't as drastic, you know, which is another thing I want to be honest about because people often ask me that, oh, you left a corporate job and you did this. But it wasn't that. I was, you know, in advertising when you're a writer and in the first couple of years, you don't earn that well. You know, so the transition is... Mentally, it's not that big of a deal. Right. When we think about blogging, I don't feel like people understand how much effort this continuous content creation requires. Yes. Imagine if you could go back and speak to Smriti who is just starting out and give her some warning signs or some advice. What would it be? Okay, amazing because yes, I have a lot to say. Firstly, I would say take care of your mental health. Constantly being somebody who's online or constantly feeling the pressure to create can get to the most sane, stable people. And I feel like now these topics are very well discussed, but that wasn't the case back then. Another thing I would tell is that, you know, people are going to introduce all sorts of ideas into your head. But one thing I've understood, Saisha, is that um, at the end of the day, if people, you know, are passing comments, but they don't know, they're not in the same space. So, you know, it's the same thing with Bollywood. We say, you know, why is this actor doing this? Why is that actress doing that? But we're not there. We're not in their shoes. And I know I'm kind of taking a leap of, uh, you know, it's a stretch where I'm comparing my life to that of some superstar. But it's not that. I'm just trying to say that, you know, if you're not in my shoes, you probably have no idea what I'm doing, how I'm spending my days, how I'm creating content night after night. I'm, I'm saying night because I'm a night bird and I write at night. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? So that's definitely something I would tell Smriti back then. Like, you know, just put on your blinkers and do your shit, you know? I just feel like 
you are in the space of the internet constant trolling and misinterpretations criticism and even in that space you are absolutely unabashedly yourself and often with people you don't even know personally right i'm pretty sure it's not hunky dory 24/7 because it firstly takes a lot of courage to put your art out there but when you are being yourself and putting it out there you're so vulnerable so how do you do it that's true that's true it took its own adjustment period but um i've realized a couple of things about myself i've realized firstly that i like to have my fingers in many pies so i always have something exciting going on a lot of times it's my writing work because i also write with brands and stuff right. so you know um back to my roots kind of thing because that's like my the copywriting side of me yeah yeah so that definitely helps that i'm not day after day after day just focusing on my own brand um another thing is that i've learned to take my mental breaks yeah instagram is not going to break if i don't you know <laughs> update something nor is my podcast channel yeah know? nothing is going to happen the world still keeps spinning you yeah. know so i think that is something that i definitely focus on that it's okay you got to do what you got to do when you're sitting on the other side of the screen you just yeah. feel content creation is so glamorous and fun because that's what you see on your insta reels and stories but there's just right. so much more to it so right. for everybody out there who think they know what blogging entails because they probably like studied carry bradshaw's life why don't you give us a reality check sure so i would still think of myself as more writer less blogger because it wasn't a fashion blog or a beauty blog my life never became about incessant shoots and um you know events so i'm probably not the best person to dispense advice here but you know um in general it takes a lot out of you and you know there are so many hidden things that take your time it's definitely not glamorous because it's a very lonely journey but i have to tell you that i've heard a lot of entrepreneurs talk about entrepreneurship as a lonely journey because the highs are your own the pitfalls are your own every single day you're fighting a whole new battle on some front so i would tell any content creator or logger or any aspiring creative person also that compare it to entrepreneurship there are lots of lessons there you know and you will realize how universal your problems are and you will realize there is a lot of behind scenes work so typically in, in you know i in my day of course nobody thinks of me as glam anyway that's not my brand you know i am in my like pajamas and i am in like the the messy bun and i am typing away on my laptop uh but yeah there's very little glamour at least in the way i'm approaching this whole content creation thing but i would also like to add that i did this at a later age so you know i mean there's a sense of knowing yourself that comes in there's a sense of um you know i'm not here to compete with every other girl that shows up in my path there's a sense of hey i got to be more than this i'm also a daughter a wife a sibling a friend you know like you have you your life is a little well rounded by then you've had your experience of working in so many different scenarios you've yes. gone through so many changes professionally and personally so i think that does show but thank you coming to your podcast is it like this perfect extension to your brand so yeah. did you always know that you wanted to start a podcast how did that journey start for you not at all in fact that is one of the most uh, serendipitous things that has happened in my life uh because uh you know i was taking a little break from uh blogging and um you know shubhangi from pub hopper yeah. right so shubhangi is um she's a family friend oh is yeah. it yeah i've known her and of course loved her for a long time now 
and um, you know she had just started working at Hub Hopper. Right. So just in general, she was telling me about podcasting platform that she's joined, and and she said you should also create a podcast. And I was like, no, no, I'm a writer, and and she said, um, yeah, it's fine. I really love reading your blogs. So you talk about that same kind of stuff, but instead you're you know vocalizing it. Yeah. And um, you know the 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 concept of producing a show felt very daunting to me. And then it's also what you want to do with your yeah. podcast because I knew I wanted the unfiltered vibe. Yeah. So in any case, I realized editing does not have to be something that it's- stalls my plans. You know, because it's right. not going to be highly edited. So yeah. why am I worrying about editing? I just literally sent them a demo on my phone. And I said, this is the kind of stuff I talk about. And they said, yeah, yeah, we like it. And that's it. We wow. had a show. Yeah. So it's actually not a, a well thought out move at all. And I love that people give me credit for it. Because I'm like, <laughs> yes, about time I get credit for random things. <laughs> this was how long ago? This was 2018 end. So how different is it for you when you're creating content? For various platforms and mediums. So how do you like distinguish but ensure a sort of sync between the content you're creating? So I'll be honest, I I don't feel it's very different. You know, I'm pretty much doing the same thing. I think the challenge comes in for me when we're talking about the different social media. Like I've struggled with Instagram for the longest time. Really? Yeah. And I've been very, very honest about the fact that Instagram has not been kind to me. Because I'll tell you what, uh, Instagram at the end of the day is a visual medium, you know. And my whole like, I'm going to keep it real and I'm going to be unfiltered. I'm not going to plan my feed because that's not keeping with my brand. Um, That strategy didn't work. So now I've become a little like, hey, I'll give Instagram what it wants because I can't ignore it as a platform. And it is a great platform. Let, let's be clear. But it's got its challenges and you have to kind of submit to them, you know. So I just feel like people don't want to follow this feed, which is not planned. And it's kind of, you know, grainy pictures just because they're real. Ah. No, of course. I know what you mean. So what is your process like? Do you have your writing work and yeah. your podcast? Do you have it all pre-decided or do you take it week on week? How does it work? No, I'm very bad at planning ahead. I'm very instinctive. And I think that's also because it's so rooted in my real life. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't plan your life ahead. I mean, if COVID has taught us anything, it's that. <laughs> you know, so I mean, we didn't know how 2020 is going to go. Similarly, we don't know how anything is going to go. So it's honestly super hard for me to know beforehand what I'm going to put up. And I know I've read so many, um, you know, articles and listened to podcasts about people saying, plan your content, plan your content. But I think, honestly, I've reached a point where I'm like, yeah, that's not going to work for me. How different would you think you would have been if you hadn't left your corporate job? I think she'd be richer. (laughs) So definitely more brands on me, you would see. (laughs) More more solitaires, maybe. (laughs) No, but but on a serious note, I think that, um, you know, I can't explain it. I think my personality developed in such a way that I, the more I allowed myself to be this creative person and allowed myself to own that identity, the more my personality has taken on, you know, a different um, avatar. And by that, I mean, like, for example, now I find the idea of an office stuffy. You know, that was never the case. So one part of me feels like answering your question and saying, hey, I'd be thriving. I loved what I did and it would be creative anyway and I would be doing well and I'd be happy. But another part of me, and I think that's more like my gut feeling, says that, you know, I'd be a little burnt out, a little unhappy, a little cranky. I also am a very 
um and this sounds i don't know it sounds entitled maybe but i also like my little free time i like my little pockets in the day where it's just my time or you know doing what i want or other creative pursuits for example like painting or you know so i'm also very territorial about what i want to do and i know it comes with a lot of entitlement like let's be very real i have family support and all of that so you know it's so a lot of what i've spoken to you about today it's let me make it very clear that that comes with privilege and i do not want to mince my words about that speaking of family right back in the day when you made mm. this decision um blogging like you said yourself was far less treaded apart so what was the reaction of your family friends your yeah. colleagues i did get all sorts of reactions um i feel like my parents thought i was going through a little bit of a phase and they should just like back off and let me be <laughs> uh i feel like only two three people really knew what i was up to or what i wanted to do with it you know the number one thing i got to abhi ghar pe baithegi so you know I, and in the beginning i actually had to kind of navigate around that question and go like no no i go out i go for meetings i go to the coffee shop to work or to meet people or to write but then after a point i'm like oh, none of your fucking business yeah no coming to your house to sit na so that's the kind of shade that i got but yeah you know one thing i figured about life in general if i can get a little philosophical for a second is that um people you know are all, almost always projecting and by that i mean they're coming from their level of understanding and their level of what they've been taught is right and wrong and so they are just constantly putting their own learnings onto you uh, without realizing that what works for them may not work for you and the other way around but i think today every other person is an aspiring blogger do you think this space has gotten saturated by any chance no it's definitely gotten saturated but i also i'm not one of those people who thinks that this is all going to end and it's a bubble that's going to burst i definitely think it's here to stay but i think that people now want more authenticity mm. and uh, frankly i've been waiting for this day right <laughs> <laughs> like i've been trying to introduce real when it wasn't a thing so Absolutely. i'm just like i'm glad we are now talking about it in a different way because you've been around for a while like you said you've seen the change from people wanting different content authenticity in their material that they're consuming what would you say is imperative to do today if there is somebody who's trying to start out See today I would say that there's a lot of information you can study a lot about content creation everyone is willing to share their knowledge so you're not starting from ground zero so it becomes kind of your responsibility also to read up and to educate yourself you know um so that is the first thing and the second thing would have to be that yes you're going to have to be realistic you can't just do what every other influencer is doing you know and there there are going to have to be realistic benchmarks and goals for example how much can you earn through this and is it worthy of leaving your stable job and you know getting into this etc i see i can't be a hypocrite i did it as well you know but i'm just saying that one also can't close their eyes to the fact that 5 years later it is a different market have a multi income approach and by that i mean don't just put all your eggs in one basket um i think the time to do that is long gone and even for the pockets of time that i did it i suffered right so i mean i think that firstly people should have honest conversations about this stuff this is the reason i talk about the entitlement or the privilege not to put myself or my family down but to make it very clear that you first check whether you can take certain uh you know chances and things like that so the first thing i would say is make sure that you have a steady income of some sort something that sustains you is very important 
secondly i would obviously tell them to uh, you know keep their eyes and ears open about what's happening in the industry like gone are the days when you can just be like i don't want to know cuz i'll get influenced you know um you know just see don't don't be an a me too or an also ran and just copy what people are doing just because you didn't bother to check whether this exists already or not and the third thing right. was i think i already touched upon it but think of it as think of yourself as a creative preneur it is an entrepreneurship um you know model that you are embarking upon so start getting getting hungry for knowledge about how entrepreneurs behave and model their whole system and their whole thought process and you know it's going to be a lonely journey at times so take care of your mental health through the whole thing that is so interesting i mean especially <laughs> the third point and you have actually been doing quite a lot during this lockdown right with your podcasts <laughs> your blogs and more recently your podcasting classes so yes. what else is brewing okay so one of the things that i want to do is that i want to uh, write more that's all i'm going to say i want to write more so there's going to be a hopefully a new avenue in which i'm writing like i told you i try to keep it a mix and by the way the podcasting workshops just happened to me they did, again it's one of those things that i did not exactly plan see i do have a teacher gene in me my mother is also a teacher so i have that little bit of a i would like to teach kind of thing um in me uh, but a friend who has this wonderful platform called keeping zen and she actually said like like i need someone to conduct a podcasting workshop and i said to her i said nobody wants that i mean there's enough info online she said no but i want it on my platform and i'm asking you so are you saying yes or no and you know that forced me to look at it differently and i said yeah and um yeah and lo and behold suddenly i was doing more of them because other people were approaching me saying do it for my platform too so i enjoy workshops so much that i'm even thinking of expanding the things i can do workshops on given that i have a certain gmail.com All right guys that's it for today I will catch you guys in the next episode Is Hub Hopper original ko sunne ke liye aapka shukriya Agar aap bhi apna podcast launch karna chahte hain to Hub Hopper Studio website pe register kare aur 1 minute ke andar andar apna khud ka podcast launch kare यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप्स में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉपर सिंपली कंटेंट।